listening to the international hit show, The Baby Names Podcast. And here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we're sisters, too. We are. So the first segment is always interesting names we found since the last episode. And mine is Epiphany. E-P-I-P-H-A-N-Y. Now, the secular definition is a moment of sudden revelation or insight, but it also has a religious and biblical definition. In Matthew 2, 1 to 12, the epiphany is the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles as represented by the Magi. Mm. This is celebrated by the holiday and festival called Epiphany on January 6th. So maybe if your baby was born on January 6th, this could be a name for it. Hey, that's a good idea. The word is originally from the Greek epiphanian to reveal. And in Romance languages, Italian and Spanish primarily, um, there's a similar name, which means the same thing. And that is epiphania. How do you spell that? E-P-I-F-A-N-I-A. That's a pretty name, but don't you think it's an expectation name? What if she's not so insightful? Well, that's kind of on the periphery, epiphany periphery (laughs) of expectation (laughs) names, I'd say. Uh I don't think that's too big an expectation. Right. Well, I don't know. She has to be, you know, knowing what's going on. What if she's kind of dumb? All right. What's your name? All right. My first name this week is Jacoby, which is of English origin. It means supplanter. It is number 844, according to the Social Security Administration, but also on 625 of our members' favorite name lists. Jennifer, do you want to explain how those favorite name lists work? Well, when you join the site for free, you can create a favorite name list and put names on it to get your friends and family to vote or just to keep it privately for yourself so you can save your favorite names. Okay. Uh, My second name is Taj, T-A-J. I'm just getting into the whole Michael Franti experience and Spearhead. And that is his one-year-old son's name. Taj, which is, of course, like Taj Mahal, means crown worn by an Indian prince. Sorry, but who's Michael Franti? He's a musician, Jennifer. Okay. Who preaches hard work and loving one another. Okay. So the topic of the week is Names from Horror. Ah! (laughs) Thank you for that sound effect. (laughs) I have to confess, I do not like horror movies. Mm. I am way too sensitive. And if I see those images, they'll stay in my mind and I won't be able to sleep. I saw the original Haunting of Hill House on TV when I was a kid and was never able to sleep with my hands out from under the covers ever again. I mean, ever again, like to this day. Whose hand was I holding? So anyway, that scarred me for life right there. I think I watched one episode of Dark Shadows and hid in my room for the rest of the day. It's not my thing. However, I know many of the iconic characters, which we'll talk about. And I do enjoy reading horror, as long as it's not too gross. Stephen King is one of my all-time favorite authors. 
I liked scary movies when I was younger, but now I get a little too scared. However, movies that are psychological thrillers can actually be scarier than Freddy Krueger or Damien. My favorite horror movies are Scream, The Shining, and indeed Nightmare on Elm Street. Boy, did that scare the shimini out of me. (laughs) We'll talk about those later. I'm looking forward to the new Stephen King movie, which I will likely go see soon, Dr. Sleep, which incorporates The Shining into it. Oh. I also want to shout out the original It miniseries. It is one of my favorite books, and I think they did a good job for the times, which I believe was maybe the early 80s. Yeah, it was. So let's talk about some classic horror tales and what names have come into pop culture because of them. Starting with Frankenstein, a classic horror novel by Mary Shelley, the biggest misconception is that the monster's name is Frankenstein, but it is not. The young scientist's name is Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, I knew that. But did you know that Mary Shelley started writing Frankenstein when she was just 18? What? Yeah, and it was published when she was 20. I'm going to write a chick story about her. Wow, well, I think Dracula was a little older. Dracula, a novel by Bram Stoker, published in 1897. It pretty much set all the iconic characteristics of the modern-day vampire. The main vampire character is named Count Dracula and takes place in Transylvania. The novel is also the origin of the character Abraham Van Helsing, who is Dracula's antagonist and eventually, spoiler alert, kills him with a stake through the heart. No, it's a knife originally. No, it's a knife? Yeah, it's like a hunting knife. Did not know. Well, I shouldn't doubt you ever. Say, I did my research. <laughs> Nosferatu was another vampire. That was listed as an unauthorized adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. And by the way, the name Dracula itself comes from Vlad the Impaler. He was a real dude who was also known as Vlad the Third Dracula. The name means son of Dracul. And in Romanian language, Dracul means the devil. Mm. But it is derived from the Latin Draco, which means dragon. And wasn't Draco the name of, yeah, Draco Malfoy in Harry Potter series? Mm, Just saying. The devil. Interesting. And then there was the Phantom of the Opera, which started as a silent film, released in 1925. He has no name, though, in the film, only referred to as the Phantom. I still haven't seen the musical, stage or screen, but I bet you didn't know there there was a 1985 remake of Phantom of the Opera with Robert Englund of Nightmare on Elm Street fame. And we'll talk about that later. And in this version, the Phantom's name was Eric Destler. <laughs> That's a really weird name. <laughs> hey, I'm Eric. I'm the Phantom. <laughs> I'm the Phantom. How you doing out there? <laughs> And then, of course, the musical was created, and then the movie from the musical, and the musical from the movie, and blah, 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 blah. And he just went back to being the Phantom. I would not recommend, however, naming your baby Phantom. Maybe your pet, which we'll talk about soon. (laughs) Eric is okay, though. Yeah, Eric's fine. 
And then post-World War II, there were a bunch of really campy horror flicks like Creature from the Black Lagoon, King Kong, Godzilla. But we're going to skip forward a decade to when Alfred Hitchcock not only elevated the genre, but dominated it. Although Hitchcock made 48 movies, no, more than 48 movies. And I think Norman Bates from Psycho is probably the most memorable of them in terms of name recognition. Can you name any other characters from other Hitchcock films or Psycho? No. Psycho, the movie, was adapted from a novel by Robert Block. The character in the novel was probably named Norman because it sounds like the word normal. He was a normal guy who, quote, baits women into staying in his motel. Never thought of that. But we name nerds know that Norman is actually from the ethnicity Norman from France. A Norman would be a person from that region of France after which Normandy was named. In the television show, Norman's mother was named Norma. Kind of an interesting, or as Jennifer would say, brilliant move, since it represented their extremely, well, enmeshed, creepy, close relationship. (laughs) Definitely. That was a great show. Freddie Highmore and Vera Farmiga were just fantastic. I was sad that it, it ended. Some other iconic horror characters from the mid-20th century include Reagan from The Exorcist. That wasn't really a first name at the time, so I'm not sure how or why William Peter Blatty used that name for the girl in his novel. But maybe it was after his wife at the time. Her surname was Regard, R-I-G-A-R-D. And the girl's full name was Reagan Teresa McNeil. It's very Irish, and they were supposed to be very Catholic. Now, I thought that because of The Exorcist, no one on earth would ever name their kid Reagan. Wrong. I know one. Okay. Plus the identification with the president, although he was beloved in some respects. But it actually did debut on the top 1,000 in U.S. bursts in 1970, took a little dip, but then became popular during between about... 1995 to 2010, and now it's declining again. Yes, I definitely think that Reagan picked up after Ronald Reagan, of course. Yeah. And that's why we see that improvement in 1995 to 2010, for sure. And the Reagan that I know, I would guess she's about 35. So that falls right in there. Okay, now let's talk about Damien from The Omen, a film not adapted from a book with a screenplay by David Seltzer. The name Damien with either the E-N or A-N spelling is from the Greek Damianos and means to tame. I think in this context, though, Seltzer named the character Damien because it sounded like demon. Probably, yeah. So the first of The Omen series was released in 1976 and scared the pants off me. Um, The funny thing about this name is that the movie actually popularized Damien as a baby name. It was the most popular in the U.S. in 1978, two years later after the release of the movie, and has had a resurgence in popularity around 2010 and is still popular today. It would be in the top 100 for boys if they combined stats for both spellings from the Social Security 
I know, that's so weird. I don't know, maybe because it's a powerful name or because it has that E-N-A-N ending that's so popular, like Aiden, Braden, Logan, and Mason. And now, I guess we should cover the slasher films, too, since those were birthed in the 70s. These weren't really my thing. In fact, I don't think I ever saw a one. Not even Halloween? No. Wow. Well, I guess the most iconic would be Michael Myers from the Halloween series. There's Freddy Krueger, but that was the 80s, from Nightmare on Elm Street, and Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. All pretty common names, Michael, Freddy, and Jason. I guess the point of that was to scare us into believing that everyday people Mm -hmm. could turn into monsters. Mm -hmm. Kind of in the same vein as Norman being normal. There's nothing wrong with naming your child Freddy, for example, but if your last name is Kruger, then that would just make a joke name, and I would not approve of that as a baby namer. But you can't say the same about Michael Myers, though. I mean, there's even the comedian by that name, Mike Myers, from SNL, Wayne's World, and Austin Powers, baby. Yeah, I think that's so common a name that people would more identify it with the comedian now rather than the horror character at this point. I think now it's time to talk about... My favorite, Stephen King. No, it's my favorite. You're just no, a copycat. No, my favorite. You're it's the my copycat. favorite. Mine. <laughs> One of the most prolific authors in the horror genre, Stephen King has dozens of his stories, which turned into movies and television programs. One of my favorite all-time authors. He's such an amazing storyteller. So let's start with his first novel, a title with a name, Carrie. Mm -hmm. The original movie still holds up, and I went back and read the book just recently, and it's amazing, too. Carrie was a popular name in the U.S. when King published the book in 1974. Now, Carrie is originally a nickname for either Carolyn or Caroline, but it has since dropped off the top 1,000 since 2008. Boy, who starred in that? What's her name? Why am I spacing it? Oh, Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. That's why you're spacing. Ha, ha, ha. I meant to say that. Yeah. Um, other King books with names in the title include Christine, which of course was a car, Cujo, woof, woof, and Misery. Misery wasn't a character in the story itself, but the story within the story. The premise is that a best-selling author becomes bored of his series and main character, Misery Chastain. So he plans to kill off Misery in the next book. But he happens to get in an accident outside of the home of Annie Wilkes, a super fan of his books. Annie decides to hold the author hostage and torture him until he agrees not to kill off Misery. It's an interesting name choice because no one would be named Misery in real life. Or at least I hope not. Yeah, and as an author, I'm not sure a writer would even choose that name for his protagonist. Um, In an interview, King said that Annie not only represented his superfans who wouldn't accept him writing anything but horror, but also his drug problem because she, quote, never wanted to leave, unquote. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. So when King started writing in genres other than fiction, he started using a pen name, Richard Bachman. Yeah, but that didn't fool anyone. (laughs) It didn't fool anyone, but I remember the story The Walk in one of his Richard Bachman books. And Thinner. Which was, well, of course, Thinner. Yeah. 
But um, The Walk was an amazing novella. Yeah, pretty much everyone knew right away that it was Stephen King. Um, Some other books of his that include names in the title are Gerald's Game, Dolores Claiborne, Rose Matter, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, Lizzie's Story, and Mr. Mercedes, which is now a TV show. I've heard great things about it. The most recent King work with a name in the title is Gwendy's Button Box, a novella. Gwendy being a diminutive of Gwendolyn, and that's where the name Wendy comes from, although some people think it comes from Peter Pan. So, Jen, what's your favorite Stephen King story? Oh, it's so hard to choose. I've always loved The Stand, like you, but I'm a big time travel nerd, so 112263 has to be right up there. In the UK, it's called 221163 because it's a date. It's over 800 pages hardcover, but as soon as I started it, the pages just flew by. Again, he's such a master storyteller. So I immediately got intrigued with the story, which is about a man who travels back in time and tries to stop the assassination of John F. Kennedy, which, of course, happened on 11-22-1963. So what about you? Well, I would have to say, just like you... The Stand is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, And also It. I think It was amazing. You know, people think... Did you watch the new movie It? What did you think about that? I thought it was okay. It was trying to be a little too current. And I think the thing about the book It is that it takes place in the 80s. And I think it's the 80s or the 70s. And it needs to, I I think that the earlier TV series was actually better Mm -hmm. because. The miniseries with uh, Richard Thomas. Tim Curry. Oh, both of them. Yeah. Well, the Stand miniseries was pretty crappy, but I hear they're making that into a movie now. Oh, I'd love to see that. That would It be had great. all the Brat Pack kids in it, like Molly oh. Ringwald. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't think I saw it. Oh, I did see it. I did see it. Yes. And we can't forget one of my favorite series. We got into this before anyone else, remember? I do. I remember sharing a book while sunbathing in L.A. together. You would read a chapter, then I would read a chapter. And we are talking about the Thomas Harris series, starting with the Red Dragon, then Silence of the Lambs, then Hannibal. And then the following books, which I feel were written just because Silence the Movie was such a blockbuster. People just wanted more Hannibal. So there's an iconic horror name, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal the Cannibal, yes. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone would actually name their baby Hannibal nowadays in the United States anyway, but it originally comes from the Phoenician Hananbal, H-A-N-A-N-B-A-A-L, which means grace of Baal, being Lord Master. And before Silence of the Lambs, it was identified with Hannibal Barca, the Tunisian general who won the Battle of Canae and took elephants over the Alps. Well, Hannibal Buress is an American comedian and writer. He was born in 1983, so after Red Dragon, but before Silence, the movie popularized the character in the series. There's also Hannibal, Missouri. We can't forget about that. Oh, right. Yeah. So there was a 1980s movie adaptation of Red Dragon called Manhunter that was, well... You didn't like it. I had more 
interest in it, I think, because when I was at UCLA, I actually met Michael Mann, who presented his movie of Manhunter to all of us and then explained it in detail, you know, why he made the choices he did. You know, what's interesting is that Lecter means teacher. And in a way, Hannibal Lecter was a teacher to the detectives. Yeah, that's a really good point. So he was well-named. Actors who played Hannibal Lecter in all of its iterations are in order. Brian Cox, and if you watch Succession, the best show on TV right now, you'll know him as Logan Roy. Brian played Hannibal in Manhunter, the one that you were just talking about, which was an adaptation of Red Dragon. He was great, too. You know, everyone thinks of... I think he was overshadowed by the next one, who is Anthony Hopkins, obviously. Who won an Academy Award. Yeah, he was most identified as Hannibal because he was in Silence, which blew up the whole series. Um, Gaspar Uliel... And Aaron Thomas played Hannibal as kids in Hannibal Rising. And you know what's funny is that I never thought I could accept anyone other than Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal. But then came the TV show. I know. And Moss Mickelson, it's spelled M-A-D-S, but it's Moss, Mass Mickelson, um, in the TV show Hannibal, stepped into the role and just killed it. No pun intended. Ha ha ha. What's Mads or Moss short for? Nothing. That's his name. And like I said, the D is silent, so his name is pronounced Mass. And Mass is a Danish form of Matthew, meaning gift of God. And I'm mad for Mass, I tell you. Anyway, do you know what's funny? What? The character is so popular and iconic that when I went back to Amazon, Red Dragon is listed there as being Hannibal Lecter book number one. Ay, ay, ay. That's... <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> That's poor Thomas. Because he was really a minor character. I wonder why Thomas start, stopped writing the books. We should look that up and get back to our audience. Yeah. For all now, you Hannibal fans. The name... Clarice wasn't really a well-known name until Silence of the Lambs. It was popular in the U.S. in the 1900s to about 1940, but never really bounced back after that. Hello, Clarice. (laughs) It's actually a beautiful name. Clarice and Clara being the more unique versions of the name Claire, and they all mean clarity or light. Clarice Starling was the main character's full name, And a starling is the name of a small bird, which represents her fragility and vulnerability in the story being, one, a woman in the FBI at the time, and two, up against Hannibal. Definitely. So currently there's been many reboots of the slasher movies, but on the main medium now, which is television, there are also more horror-related series. I guess first and foremost would be American Horror Story. And every season I start it and then I bow out because it's just way too gruesome for me. Yeah, I never made it through an ep- a series either. I'd watch one or two episodes and then stop. I got through two. The first series, which was season, which was a uh, haunted house, which was not too gross. And then Freak Show was good. Mm. And I made it through that. 
Um, but there aren't any really iconic characters from this series because it's a different story each season, although a few characters are threaded through it, though. I remember Lobster Boy. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to say that I disagree with you that American Horror Story is the first and foremost. I would say that is Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. I don't watch that either. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It is such a great show. I actually had to stop watching it for a while because the storyline with the evil guy Negan, N-E-G-A-N, was Mm. so scary that I could not tune back in. That's really close to Reagan, from the exorcist i wonder if he was named after her i don't know r-e-g-a-n yeah Yeah. that's true i didn't think of that now rick is of course the main protagonist but there Mm -hmm. are also several other main characters including maggie there's carl who's rick's son daryl carol i never realized carol they have daryl daryl and carol They're friends. Okay. Well, it depends on when it is in the series. Glenn, who's a guy. Michonne, M-I-C-H-O-N-N-E. Eugene, Abraham, Morgan, and many others. Hmm. You know, like I said, the scariest bad guy to me was worse than the zombies, and that was Negan. Although there are several other scary humans in the show. I think that's on purpose, that sometimes people can be just as evil as monsters. And we talked about that theme just a few minutes ago. Yeah, horror doesn't just happen in fiction. One of the most popular genres in podcasts, television series, and movies is now true crime. So let's top off this topic with iconic names of serial killers. I promised you, Mal, I'd get this into one of our episodes, so here it is. All right. Well, my big question is, why do serial killers always have three names? You have John Wayne Gacy. I mean, she's... Jack the Ripper. (laughs) Jack the Ripper. What the heck? (laughs) Well, this is my theory. So the police give a press conference and use the full legal name of the perpetrator using all three of their names, especially when the names are more common, like Mark Chapman, so people don't freak out if they know one. So if your name is Mark Chapman, you don't want your neighbors showing up on your doorstep, you know, with torches and everything, thinking that you're an assassin. I think it's to identify the exact person. So the announcement would be something like, we have arrested a man named Mark David Chapman from Decatur, Georgia, for the murder of musician John Lennon. And then the press just picks it up like that. Okay, I guess that makes sense. So in this regard, after someone becomes infamous for horrific crimes, you probably don't want to use that exact name combination. Of course, you could use the name Mark, but think twice if your surname is Chapman. Yeah, and definitely don't use all three names. That would be just cruel. And I'd say if your surname is Bundy, which would be unfortunate in itself, definitely don't use the name Ted for your baby. Bundy just has a bad association overall. First there was Ted, then the family and married with children, then the whole O.J. Simpson murders that happened on Bundy Drive. Maybe those references have aged out now, but it is just unfortunate. Well, let's see who else we have. We have Jeffrey Dahmer, Henry Lee Lucas, and Otis Toole, Donald Henry Gaskins, Joseph James D'Angelo, the Golden State Killer, 
Albert Fish, Richard Ramirez, who was also known as the Night Stalker, and we can't forget H.H. Holmes, the notorious Chicago serial killer from the late 1800s with death traps built into his hotel. His original name was Herman Webster Mudgett. <laughs> Such a creepy story. So in other countries, <laughs> we mm. don't have like a monopoly on serial killers in the U.S., believe it or not. There was Andre Chikatilo from Russia, Elizabeth Bathory from Hungary. Mm -hmm. That's a fascinating story. She tortured and killed over 600 victims in her family estate in Transylvania. And then she bathed in their blood. Yeah, I read a book about her, and it was <gasps> the scariest book. And she's she's she supposedly was... known as one of the most prolific serial killers of all yeah. time. 600. Yeah, certainly one of the earliest. Yeah. Luis Alfredo Gavarito in Colombia, Delfina and Maria de Jesus Gonzalez in Mexico. They were sisters who owned a brothel and killed 91 people, both prostitutes and clients. I don't know how you keep in business when you do that. <laughs> You can't just kill off your people, okay? If you want to have a business, don't kill off the clients or your workers. Thank you. <laughs> There's Bruno Ludke in Germany and Marcel Petiot in France. And to come full circle, Ed Gain, Edward Theodore Gain, known as the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. Not so prolific as just an odd story. He was unusually close to his abusive mother and killed women who resembled her. Sound familiar? This was the inspiration for... Psycho! Yes, but interestingly enough, Ed Gain was also the inspiration for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Dr. Oliver Threadson from American Horror Story Asylum, and Buffalo Bill from Silence. How so? How did he inspire Buffalo Bill? Do you really want to know? Uh, maybe. After Ed Gain was arrested, they found in his home four noses, Nine masks made of human skin, a bunch of a bunch of decapitated heads, lampshades and bowls made of skins, and lips being used as the pulls on a window shade. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. <laughs> okay. Can we be done with this? I think we are so done now. At least I'm done. Blah. And that, my friends, is names from horror. Here come my nightmares again. And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. Model Amber Rose has given birth to her second child, her first with boyfriend Alexander Edwards, vice president of the Artists and Repertoire for Def Jam Recordings. The couple welcomed a baby boy and named him Slash Electric Alexander Edwards. Slash Electric Alexander Edwards. Okay. Well, Slash, I'm sure, from the famous guitarist. Uh, Slash is Amber's second son. Her first six-year-old, Sebastian, is by ex-husband rapper Wiz Khalifa. Another supermodel, Miranda Kerr, has welcomed her third child, her second with husband, Evan Spiegel, the CEO and co-founder of Snapchat. Guess he's doing pretty well got a few bucks is that still a thing anyway i don't know anyway um, miranda and evan had a baby boy and named him miles with a y 
Miles joins older brother Hart, H-A-R-T, who's one and a half, and eight-year-old Flynn from ex-husband, actor Orlando Bloom. Okay, well, congrats. R&B singer Kiki Wyatt took to Instagram to share that she is expecting her 10th child. This will be her first child with third husband, Zachariah Daring, who she married in October of 2018. Kiki has three children by her first husband, Ramat Morton. And I'm going to spell them because they're on the unusual side, but they all have key in them, just like Kiki. So K-E-Y-V-E-R, Kiever or Kever. Raja K or Key, R A H J A H apostrophe K E, and then Kitara, that's pretty, K E apostrophe T A R A A H. Now, they divorced in 2009 after an escalation of domestic violence. Oh. At the end of their marriage, Kiki was pregnant with a fourth child but suffered a stillbirth. That's sad. In 2010, Kiki married her second husband, Michael Ford. Together, they shared four biological children, Michaela, Wyatt, Kiyoshi, K-E apostrophe Yoshi, like Mario Brothers, (laughs) Bella, Kiyoshi Bella, and Kendall Miguel. Michael had one son from his previous marriage. Oh, that's interesting. Kimar. Another key. K-E apostrophe M-A-R. I wonder if that's why she picked him. Hmm. The couple separated when Kiki was eight months pregnant with their youngest, Kendall. Kiki will be documenting her pregnancy on the new YouTube series titled The Kiki Show. The Kiki Show. I might watch it. Yeah, it sounds good. (laughs) Young Miami, real name Carisha Brownlee, of the rap duo City Girls, has welcomed her baby girl named Summer Miami with boyfriend producer Southside. His real name is Joshua Howard Llewellyn. Young has an older son, Jay, and Southside has five other children, two daughters, Carly, K-A-R-L-Y-E, and Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-E, and three sons, Carmelo, Legend, and RJ. Hmm, Well, this Carmelo is spelled with a K, but there's also the basketball player Carmelo Anthony, C-A-R-M-E-L-L-O. Yeah, I like that name. Yeah, it's cool. Actress Shay Mitchell from Pretty Little Liars, also the show You, has given birth to her first child, a girl, with boyfriend Mott Babel. No name has been released yet. And speaking of PLL, actress Troyan Belisario and husband Suits actor Patrick J. Adams announced their daughter's baby name one year after she was born. It is Aurora Adams. That's pretty. I actually like Aurora, although it's hard to say, like February. <laughs> well, that's just for you. <laughs> Aurora is easy to say from anyone from Colorado because we have a, a big city here. Aurora was born in February. Aurora was born in February. Country musician Maren Morris took to Instagram to announce that she and her husband, Ryan Hurd, are expecting a baby boy. Maren is due in March of 2020. She and Ryan met in 2013 in Nashville while working together writing a song for Tim McGraw. Aw, that's so Nashville. I missed that show, too. 
Orange is the New Black actress Laura Prepon announced that she's expecting her second child with husband actor Ben Foster. They have one daughter, Ella, who was born in the summer of 2017. And if you haven't seen Ben, he is a redhead too. So their kids are probably going to be cuties. Absolutely. She is very pretty. Yeah. I don't know what he looks like. He looks like a little redheaded guy. <laughs> a little redheaded well, guy? Well, she's taller than he is. Like a leprechaun? But she's really tall. Oh, okay. For up-to-the-minute celebrity baby news, just go to babynames.com and click celebrities in the menu. All right. Now we have our final segment where we take questions from you, our listeners. I'll take the first one. Hello, Mallory and Jennifer. Love the podcast. Thank you. We love you, too. I'm wondering how to go about giving a unique name a meaning. We named our daughter Amiley. A-M-I-L-E-Y. I cannot find that name on any list that I've seen so far, so I believe it might be original. Thanks for your help and your time. Mike P. Well, hi, Mike. Thanks for writing. I guess it depends on if you're completely making up the name or if it's a combination of other names. In this particular case, it could be a combination of Amelie or a form of Amelie and Miley. Amelie is the French form of the name Amelia, and it means work or hardworking. Miley, in Miley Cyrus's case, was a form of the nickname Smiley, which her mother gave her, and she reduced it to Miley when she was a kid. Actually, her little sister did because she couldn't pronounce it. Right. It could also be a diminutive of the name Miles, which comes from the Latin meaning soldier. But if you're making up a name, you can give it any meaning you want, I suppose. But I think that it's important that if you just, like, change one letter of a name, and I'm sorry, Amelie and Amiley are really very close. But you really have to, I think, defer to the name that you're riffing on as opposed to, oh, I made up a name, I get to make up the meaning. Yeah, exactly. You want to take the next one? All right. Hi, ladies. I want your opinion on something. I named my son Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, in 1972, believing it was a male name. Since that time, it has become a popular female name. I think he is embarrassed of his name. We call him Chris, K-R-I-S. Did I make a mistake about the name Kristen? Thanks, Cindy. Okay, so wait. If I've calculated this correctly, Chris is 47 now and you're having name remorse? I'd say it's time to give it up. (laughs) I would say, okay, obviously Chris doesn't have a problem with his name or he would have changed it. Usually Mm -hmm. by the time a kid is 18 and if they hate their name, as soon as they're legally able, they will change it themselves. But since Chris has been living with this name for 47 years, it obviously doesn't bother him, so it shouldn't bother you. Exactly. It's time to let go of that shame. Let go. You just don't need to own it. You know, I have a friend named Lauren, and it's spelled the female way, L-A-U-R-E-N, and... It doesn't bother him. He's like, you know, it's a little bit of of a bug because he has to spell it for people who assume it's L-O-R-E-N. But I don't think any less of him. And I don't think he's any less male because his name is Lauren. So, yeah, I think it's your problem, Cindy. It's not Chris's. 
Absolutely. And that's it, guys. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. Have a wonderful Halloween. Ooh. And we'll see you in a couple weeks when we talk about, I think, pet names. Right? That's right. Pet names. And we love our older sisters, Sue and Kate. I want to give a couple shout outs. One for Kate Fan, not our sister, but our celebrity baby blogger, for actually reporting and doing all the research for our celebrity baby news. And also our older sister, Sue, who's doing the research for our subject of the week. She's doing a great job. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Yes. Have a great week. See you Alrighty. next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.